My boss ignores my legal advice and he ends up costing the company $70,000 in fines. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. Several years ago, I worked as a local delivery driver for a steel processing plant. We would take stock units of plate and structural steel and process them into parts our customers could use. Some processes, such as painting, would go out to a third-party vendor and then come back to us for shipment to the customer. I worked on a set routine, deliver to the paint shop in the morning and bring back the orders painted the day before. While that trailer was being unloaded, I would hook another trailer and deliver finished orders to a customer about 70 miles away from the shop. This delivery had a hard appointment time of 2 p.m., and I could not miss it. When I returned after making that delivery, I would finish the day with short deliveries or pickups as needed and then go home. It was an easy, stress-free job as long as I stuck to the routine and made my appointments on time. Communication between departments was poor, though, and it disrupted the entire process. For example, the scheduling department might think a certain production run had been finished and was gone for outside processing when, in reality, the production department hadn't even started the order yet. I spent a lot of afternoons driving around in an empty truck chasing phantom orders that I knew had never been delivered because some office drone wanted me to check and make sure or running hot orders out to vendors that were overlooked during my morning trip. Enter my main antagonist, one of the first shift production supervisors. I was constantly butting heads with him because he forever tried to hold up my truck for last second add-ons. This wouldn't have been a big deal except that they almost always interfered with my 2pm delivery, the one I had to be on time for. I kept explaining that I could do his errands in the morning or afternoons, but he couldn't mess with the middle of my day. He was arrogant and condescending with everyone, but took a special dislike towards me because I wasn't in his chain of command, and wouldn't bend over backwards to accommodate his wants. It didn't help that my direct supervisor was a milquetoast little man that avoided conflict at any cost. I ended up taking a lot of heat from this production supervisor even though he couldn't really punish me for meeting my other work obligations. Things finally came to a head when the supervisor came up to shipping with a large order that needed to go to paint. I was about to leave for my 2pm customer and told him so, but I had room left on the truck. If he wanted to load his parts on, I would deliver them on my way back from my primary delivery. This wasn't good enough for him. These parts were behind schedule and had to get painted immediately. If I delivered them in the afternoon, they wouldn't get painted until the following day, which would put him further behind. To top it off, this order required a special marine grade paint that had been mistakenly delivered to our company location instead of the paint shop, and it all needed to go ASAP. We began our usual back and forth. I had a delivery appointment, I could do what he wanted, but I couldn't do it on his schedule. After a heated conversation where he devolved into rudeness and name calling of a nature unbecoming of his position, he said, fine, I'll take it myself in the other truck. In addition to the tractor trailer that I drove, we had a smaller delivery truck on hand for occasional use. He decided to drive it on the down low, loading it up and heading out without telling our shipping department. This would have been a grand idea, but driving either truck requires a commercial driver's license which this supervisor did not have. I pointed this out to him, to which he replied that he was only going up the road, and that everything would be fine. I pointed out that he didn't have a hazardous materials endorsement to transport the paint. Again, he was just going up the road, and I needed to shut the heck up, write him out directions to the paint shop, and get out of the way.
away, since I was effing useless anyway. So I did just that, and wrote him out a perfect set of turn-by-turn directions. This paint shop was about 30 miles up the road, but I knew and he didn't that about 15 miles up the road was a DOT way station that always had at least two state troopers inside, and at least one of them was a commercial enforcement officer. The truck this supervisor wanted to drive wasn't equipped with an easy pass transponder that would allow him to bypass the scale, and I knew given his already demonstrated ignorance he wouldn't know that he was required to pull in. I figured he would blow right past and that one of those troopers would put down his coffee long enough to chase him down and find out why. To my great delight, that is exactly what happened. The troopers saw him drive past and pulled him over. Then they escorted him back to the way station for a thorough inspection. For those unfamiliar, the transportation industry is highly regulated. Some might say it's overregulated, but anyone that makes it a career knows it's best to follow the laws or face some serious consequences. The supervisor didn't know any of this and was like a lamb to the slaughter. The DOT inspector ripped him to pieces. Among the biggest infraction, he was cited for no CDL, $2,500 fine up to $10,000 to the company, misdemeanor charges, 90 days suspended driver's license, no hazmat endorsement, no documenting paperwork for the hazmat, no placards identifying the vehicle as carrying hazardous materials, $50,000 fine to the company, and more if it results in illness, injury, or death to another person. As a bonus, when the trooper escorted him back to the way station, the scale master saw him talking on his cell phone. The dude was making a panic call to the company manager. Using a handheld device is also a big no-no. That's another $2,500 and another ten dollars to $11,000 to the company. The truck was put out of service at the way station until it had the proper bill of landing, hazmat paperwork, and a driver with a valid license. The supervisor wasn't allowed to leave himself until someone came to get him. Needless to say, he lost his job immediately. I suspected that would happen, so I hung around the shipping office after my afternoon delivery. I got to witness his walk of shame as he was escorted out of the building. I was never officially told just how much his fines were, but an educated guess puts it at thousands to him personally, and potentially close to $100,000 to the company. I do know the company tried to sue him in civil court to recoup their losses, although I don't know the outcome. I left to take another job shortly after. I figured that even though I wasn't the one at fault, my role in the fiasco wouldn't be looked upon in kind fashion. The best part though was that after months of watching that jerk swagger around wearing a big hubris cowboy hat, I was the one that got to swat it off his head. Honestly, I'm going to be looking at whoever decided to make this guy a supervisor. He clearly has no idea how this works. Although you did make it pretty clear that you don't work directly for him. Seems like more than anything, he should have just kept his mouth shut. If you don't know how it works, best you just stay out of it. It sounds like you were trying to be reasonable with him. Telling him that you would get to it, you just can't get to it right that second. Which is totally understandable. And I'm sure he's aware of this hard 2 p.m delivery you have by now. But whatever gave him the idea that he could go ahead and do it himself is just insane. That's not how things work. You tried to warn him. Maybe not as much as you should have regarding the actual stop, but hey, you tried to warn him that he wasn't ready to do it. It kind of sucks that you felt you had to quit too, because it sounds like you did your job pretty well. But I'm sure you're kicking it over at the new job, no problem. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And don't forget to subscribe.
Entitled parent seems to think that they can just cut in line at Disneyland. It's time for another entitled parent at Disney. This day I was off, so I went to the park as a guest. Important because I overheard but did not join in. For our cast today, we have cast member, entitled father, and entitled kid who needs a good smack on the butt. So I was sitting nearby a fast pass entrance to a ride when I overheard this. We'd like to ride. Uh, how much to use this entrance? What? You don't need to pay for a fast pass entrance. You just need a fast pass. What's that? I couldn't understand how this man doesn't know what a fast pass is. This was towards the end of the paper fast passes. If you go over to those machines and scan your park ticket it'll give you a return time so you don't have to stand in the main line well we want to ride it now entitled kid starts playing with the chains for the quo line i'm bored daddy can we go on the ride yes entitled kid then he said to the cast member Yes, we will, and we won't be waiting in line or waiting for a return time. Sorry, you can't just cut in line or use the FastPass entrance without a return time. I will not wait in line! Do you know how much I paid to be here? A guest in the main line said, Not more than me or my family. The entitled father was furious. Would you like to talk to a manager? Why not? I'll get you fired for not doing what I said. He lowered his voice when he noticed the two Disney security looking at him. Just let us on now. No fast pass, no entrance. The entitled father stormed off without talking to the manager when he noticed that Disney security was now within a few feet of him. Come on, guys, it's a theme park. We all paid to be here. We all know it's expensive, especially Disneyland. And yeah, you're gonna be expected to wait in some lines. If you're not ready to do that, don't go to Disneyland. I don't know what to tell you. It's part of the magical experience. Seriously, though, I don't know why people assume that they deserve special treatment over everyone else. We're all here in the same boat. Sorry, you gotta deal with it. Jerk Bully steals my artwork and tries to claim that my art is his. Okay folks, before we get started, usual cast overview time. We have me, entitled teen, entitled mom, art friend, and cool teacher. So quick little backstory and side info. This happened Friday last week, and I'm 15. I'm a fledgling artist, I do a lot of sketches and a couple of color attempts, but I'm one of the few artists in my school that openly does art, usually at lunch or once my work is done. Now, story time. It's an average Friday in my school. Kids are loud, classes are long, and I'm drawing. I go through my first couple classes like always before I get to my third period. I open my backpack and set my drawing book on my desk before I exit the classroom to use the restroom, not really worrying about anything. When I get back, my book is gone. I look all around, ask a few students I know if they've seen it, but it doesn't turn up. I then go throughout my my day without it, attempting to figure out who could have taken it. Eventually it's lunchtime and I notice a group of about 10 kids crowded around something in the quad. Normally I'd walk by without a thought, but I figured if it was something neat, maybe it would brighten my day. When I peer over the shoulder of the student in front of me, I blink once, then realize what's happening. A boy from my math class was showing off my drawings and claimed that they were all his own design. I almost shoved the other students out of my way and stood in front of the boy who smiled at me like I was there to admire his artwork. Those are mine. 
What? Those drawings. They're mine. I drew all of them personally. Dude, no you didn't. I drew this talon flame myself. He gestured to the piece of art my best friend asked me to draw like it was nothing special. The other kids seemed to realize that our conversation was getting tense and began heading to lunch. Go away. Not until you give me my drawings back. He continued to claim he was the real owner for a while before I realized I had him with a few drawings. Flip to the 10th page. It has my name in pen on it. He did so with a smirk as he had erased my name from every other page which faded when he saw my first and last name in black ink on the page with my drawing of a Suicune. I really like Pokemon. He then tried to leave and I obviously tried to stop him but lunch then ended and a teacher told us to get to our separate classes. I was left fuming until the day ended and when it did I went to the front office to wait for the boy. About five minutes after classes ended and most of the students were leaving I spotted him. I caught him before he could leave the building. Give me back my drawings. I don't know what you're... Don't play games with me. You have it. You saw my name and I want it back. Give it back now and I'll tell nobody about this. He kept trying to weasel his way out of my grip. I had grabbed his arm before a woman came up to me. Excuse me, what are you doing to my son? Miss, he stole my notebook from me and I want it back. If he gives it back, I'll leave him alone. She looked skeptical before sighing. You're probably misunderstanding. I just got him a new notebook, so maybe it looks just like yours. I gave her a really look before she gestured to her son. Show him your drawing so he knows it's not his. I realized I had him because my name was on one of the drawings. He flipped through the drawings and tried to skip to Suicune before I put my hand on the page to stop him. That's my name. Honey, that's just his artist name. I literally just stared at her with a look of disbelief. All artists have one. I then pulled out my student ID and showed her my name. See? Spelled perfectly like my name. Capitalization and all. It's just a coincidence, that's all. She also tried to leave, but I wouldn't let go of her son or my book. Miss, tell your son to let go of my book and I'll let the two of you go on your way. It's his book, you brat. Those are his drawings. You're just jealous of his talent. She continued to raise her voice before cool teacher walked over. Hey, original poster. What's going on here? Oh, good. A teacher. This boy is trying to steal my son's art book. It has my effing name in it. Both recoiled at my language. Then cool teacher spoke. All right, calm down. Let's get to the bottom of this. Original poster, why do you think this is your book? Because it was stolen during math, which I have with this kid. It has my drawings in it and it has my first and last name in it. Okay, good. Now, why is it your book? The boy and mother made a jumble of excuses that just ended up confusing cool teacher. He took the book and looked it over without opening it. It has no name on it. I forgot to put mine. I still don't know if I can say it's yours. He had only seen my book from last year, so I don't blame him. As he began to open it, arms wrapped around me. Art friend hugged me from behind. Hey, art friend. What's happening here? The mother stepped forward. This boy is trying to steal my son's art book. Cool teacher looked up from the first page. Calm down, miss. They just want to know what's happening. They have no say in this. 
They'll probably just say it's his because they know him. Cool teacher looked at Art Friend, who he knows I often draw with, and had an idea. He flipped to a page with an incomplete drawing and asked Art Friend, Have you seen original poster drawing this? Yeah, he drew it in lit but didn't finish. The woman opened her mouth before Art Friend turned to the page with my Suicune. He also drew this for me last week. See, there's his name. The boy seemed to be regretting his choices, while the mother seemed ready to explode. Cool teacher remained calm. Mystery solved. Here you go, original poster. He gave me my book and turned to the mother as me and art friend left to go to the library, where we talked until our parents picked us up. I came back today, the next Monday, and thankfully wasn't bothered by the little jerk at all. Well, hey, you know what they say, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Obviously, this kid really liked your drawings if he was willing to steal your book and try and claim that they were his. Regardless, I totally understand why you would get so upset. You're obviously very proud of your work, and I'm sure you have every reason to be. You don't want someone else, A, taking it, B, trying to claim that it's theirs. I'm sure you have a lot of drawings in there that you really care about, like the one you did for your friend. Thankfully, you had at least one cool teacher around who had your back and could use his head to solve a problem. Why the mother of this story would choose to reinforce her son's negative behavior is beyond me, but some people just can't admit that their little angel maybe isn't as perfect as they would be led to believe. God forbid they could ever do anything wrong. Entitled daughter tries to cut through the line and has to pay thousands of dollars as a result. Short background. This happened like three years ago, so I don't remember every detail 100%, and this whole story won't have much of actual conversation in it. It just sums everything up. The story happened on a train ride from my hometown, where my family lives, to the city of my own place, where I work, halfway across the country, roughly 350 kilometers or 220 miles. On a Sunday evening, since I was visiting my family over the weekend, and since it had a rather bad connection, I had to switch trains three times on every trip, and each trip took about five hours in total. My foot was injured slash hurt. This is important for later. I can't remember why anymore though, and I was in training at work, therefore I didn't earn that much. Also important later. Now to the details. It was starting to become winter, and as you would expect, the national train company was of course taken by surprise by it, as always. So many trains were late or completely cancelled. I started my travel at 6pm to theoretically arrive at roughly 11pm at my desired arrival station. Then winter struck and my first train got 10 minutes late on a 15 minute ride. This caused me to rush to the next train in pain because of my foot. As luck would have it, the connecting train either already left or never even came. So I had to wait an hour for the next one. This one also arrived at the stop with a delay of 45 minutes. So I arrived there at about 9.45. The last train to my destination was leaving at roughly 8.30pm that day. There was another at 10.30 but I only would have arrived the next morning at roughly 6am. Since this was a very big train station in a big city and the fact that the train company was forced to give me compensation for their failure to transport me, I stayed there instead of ending up in some 
some small village station, where I wouldn't be guaranteed to get a hotel or even get away from the train station. Since I didn't have much money on me to pay a taxi and the fact that those small stations usually don't have any personnel or ATMs. So I headed to the information counter where the story unfolded. For our cast, we have me, entitled dad, and train station assistant. There are many more, but they won't be getting named here. So let's go. I come up to the desk and tell the lady my story and my demands per their company's policy, slash the law. Them paying the night in their contracted hotel near the train station and changing my ticket from tied to certain trains to open so that I could get to my destination without having to purchase a new ticket. Pretty standard. While I was speaking with the train station assistant, entitled dad and his two kids came up behind me. The kids didn't do anything though. And even though there are clear signs and posters all around the info desks that tell people to exercise discretion and wait behind the indicated line, entitled dad comes up crouching right beside me. It annoyed me, but I figured that I would have made a bad matchup against him with my foot if I confronted him. But then he started to slowly scurry towards me and slowly push me out of his way with his body weight and small steps. At that point, I had enough and pushed him away and the following discussion ensued. Dude, what's wrong with you? Can't you read? The sign clearly states that you should stay there and pushing me away while I'm still talking is a jerk move. Shut up, I have two small kids and you're taking way too long anyway. They're tired and we need to get a hotel room soon. You're young, you can walk to another hotel. No, you shut up. I have exactly the same right to that hotel room as you. And I was here first. So get back in line and learn to behave like a normal adult. Sir, please step behind the line and stop bothering the passenger. We weren't finished yet. Shut up. I said we need a room fast and get out of the way. Screw you, jerk. He kicks my legs away, causing me to fall hard on the granite floor with my elbow, and now completely twisting my injured foot. Security. Please be reminded that one security guy, another train assistant, and two other passengers were standing right next to us on the second counter during the whole situation, and saw everything. Well, the security guy grabs and fixes Entitled Dad on the ground. Entitled Dad's kids are crying and scared, as to be expected. The two train assistants tried to console them and called the police, and the other passengers helped me, as I was in severe pain, and called me an ambulance. The police took statements and identification from everyone and let everyone go, since they had no reason to arrest him immediately. Then the whole after story hit him full force. I had to stay the night and next full day and night in the hospital for checks, and was then let go on crutches. My ankle was sprained, but my elbow was fine. Since I still couldn't walk well enough slash was in too much pain to take the train, I had to call a taxi to drive me 200 kilometers or 125 miles to my own place. In hindsight, it would have been better to get back to my family. But, well, you're always smarter afterwards. My parents quickly send me money to pay for it via PayPal, after they heard the story and my plans. So, I didn't have to go to work for a month since that job required me to stand and walk all day, and had time to get a lawyer. My parents lent me the money for it, since I could have never afforded the lawyer, 
and sued the guy in civil court. I didn't try criminal court since it wouldn't have brought any personal gain for me. In the end, the judge granted me damage pay of roughly 400 euros for the pain, and another half for my monthly pay for financial loss, and because the guy behaved like a jerk in court, insulting me and the judge, lying and screaming and things like that. And of course Entitled Dad had to pay his and my lawyer costs, and the court costs, as is standard. The thing is, I didn't even have a high financial loss, since my employer still had to pay my salary while I couldn't work. I just had to order enough food for the next few weeks, since I couldn't go grocery shopping that well. Entitled Dad felt like this was unfair and appealed. Well, let's just say the next judge upped the damage pay by roughly 100 euros, because Entitled Dad still behaved like a jerk. He didn't try a next round. So, to sum it up, he most likely lost four lawsuits, two against me, one against my health insurance, and one against my employer. Had to pay damage of around 500 euros, roughly half my salary for financial loss, another 500 euros, my taxi bill for the ride home, special long distance taxi so more expensive, plus the driver's ride back into the original city slash his operation zone, another 850 euros. My lawyer costs 3,000 euros, court costs also easily a few hundred, his own lawyer, most likely not cheaper than mine, probably all my hospital bills, the crutches, painkillers, etc. My actual salary and all the lawyer and court costs for those lawsuits as well. I said probably for the medical and salary payments because I don't know if they sued or if everything was paid for by his insurance, which is highly likely. And that just means that his premium has gotten higher. So yeah, I alone got roughly 5,000 euros from that jerk, plus all the rest that he and his insurance had to pay really goes to show you that sometimes your actions have long-reaching consequences. This guy was getting impatient about the delays on his train and ended up shoving his way in front of someone else, knocked them over, and ended up costing himself thousands of dollars, not to mention getting arrested and not making the train that night anyway. All because he didn't want to have to wait another two to three minutes to be able to talk to the associate. It's kind of ridiculous when you break it down like that. I'm willing to bet if you ask this guy if it was worth it, he'd probably tell you no. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.